What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of Rise and Ride. Today, we are switching things up. We are here in Whistler, BC for Crankworks. This is the Super Bowl for mountain biking, and I'm so excited to be here because it's been 19 years since I won this event, and today's guest, he's no stranger. He's won this event as well, not to mention X Games gold medals, Red Bull Rampage, F&B world title, and hey, I'm going to say it right now, this guy is on my top five riders to ever do it in our space super excited to have brett reader on the podcast today how you doing reader I'm good. oh and he's got the championship ring on that's what's up how you doing bud i'm good good to see you likewise Thanks. this is uh this ring is from 2005 okay and then this one's uh 2004 Dude, it's uh, it's pretty cool. <laughs> what, what year? What, what year did you I, win Crankworks? 2016. I have like a bunch of little diamonds. Get, in get the mic. I have a bunch of hello. What's up, Rev Reader? Yeah, let's good, go. Good, what's good. up, I, man? I didn't, I didn't realize what this was. I, and I just said that on the camera. I'm like, Brett's gonna come on. He's like, what? What is this? What is this? Well, I started a little podcast called Rise and Ride, and uh, awesome. It's uh, I, I get people on the podcast that. I respect in the industry that have a huge mm. impact in uh, in our sport. And man, I was just uh, mentioning all your accomplishments, dude. Oh, you, no way. You've Thank done you. so much in the sport of mountain biking. I have, I have. I, I feel like I've aged a lot because of it. <laughs> but it it sort of stemmed from like what you did in your the height of your career. That's like where the spark kind of came from me. Dude, but you, you, you got in on the right time because uh, I was looking at the resume. I was like, I totally forgot that Mountain Bike Slope Sound was in X Games. Yeah, <laughs> that, How? Was, that was 10 years ago this so year. So crazy. And I was, yeah. like, I was just saying, I'm like, I'm so bummed that I didn't get to compete at that event because that was like the only like slope style event that ever happened in X Games, right? For sure, yeah. And the fact it that was. you won. It like, was, yeah. No one, no one else can say that. No. No, I know. Although, although I've heard that they're bringing it back, maybe. Okay. I've heard rumors. If that's the case, does Brett Reader come out of retirement? <laughs> <laughs> hey, we're gonna have fun. We're gonna have some fun. Oh this is this God. is what this pod's we, all about. Okay, so I, I, I don't know. Probably not, to be honest. Mm. But, but I ha I did just ride my dirt jump bike on the dirt jumps for the first time since March. Cause I'm gonna go ride slope style practice tomorrow, just for fun. For fun, yes. Okay. I, I don't have, and and people are gonna get mixed messages. They're gonna be like, "Oh my God, Reader's coming back. He's gonna try to win." And I'm definitely not. And I don't even have anywhere close to the skill to do it right now. But I feel like I want to start somewhere, and uh, like w we can do that. We have the privilege of riding any crankwork slope style event, whether it's practice or the uh, the the actual event because we won. I was just telling my team manager that I'm like, you know what's crazy is that <laughs> I can drop in on Saturday on my e-bike and compete. <laughs> Obviously, I would never fucking do that for sure. But but you uh, could. I could. I could. Yeah. It'd be rad to see like Boyko and all the OGs drop Dude, in just I just for know. just for fun. I know. It'd be rad. Um, well, I was I was um, I was chatting with Darren Kennard, um, owner of Crankworks, and. Uh, we were kind of joking around about uh bringing back like a uh what did he call it like having uh all of the old guys come back for uh ah there was a, a term that he used for it but basically like a pre-run of all the old dudes <laughs> riding the event like the people that definitely aren't going to be competing to to get a result but like they want to drop in and just and do it but that'd be fun and if they did that they would have to tune the course up a little bit for me so i could drop in <laughs> but i would do that because that's cool wouldn't it, it be cool it would be sweet how is it coming to crankworks and not competing is it weird um it so i i was i was in innsbruck uh watching crankworks a month and a half ago and that was my first slope style contest that i watched where i uh in person and it was hard i'm not gonna lie um 
it was easy in the moment. I almost, I almost played it off. Like I was not to anyone else, just to myself, like that. I was, I was like above it. Oh yeah. Like I kind of don't like, this is kind of cool. Like, but I know this, but then I realized how ridiculous that was. And I just, I let myself be my, myself at 14 years old again. And I, I just ran around and I found all the best angles to watch from. And I, um, yeah, I just, I really enjoyed it. And I embraced being there, not competing. But after the event, I definitely had some, uh, like guilt. I had that guilt of like not competing. Um, but fast forward to this event, I don't have the guilt anymore. I don't think like, I just don't care anymore, which right. I think is the key. I don't know. That's good. What, what you think? Like, like when was last, when was your last time competing at Joyride? Well, and was it called Joyride at the time? It, it was. And, uh, I got hurt. I dislocated my hip. That was like the last year that I was supposed to enter slope style. And that's when Anthony Missouri took my position and got third. Oh no way. Yeah. In 2011. Yeah. So okay. that was the last year that I was supposed to do. Whoa. Joyride. And, uh, we literally like, I, I know it's, that it's, was at the same time. Oh, I, I want to rewind a little bit. So you were watching slope style Innsbruck. If Brett Reader was still like on his A game, where do you think he would stack to the to the riders today? Uh, a, I think that I would have risked my life to get a result um, if I didn't want to just come last. Um, but if I did risk it, which I won't do anymore, maybe I would have been sixth. Sixth. See, I always have this conversation with my friends. I'm like, dude, I think if Reader and someone that came back and actually like took it serious, I still think you guys could podium. I I think, yeah, I I do think that. And I, but that's not the point anymore. The point, yeah, (laughs) for for me right now, I know you know that, but but for, for me right now, the point is to get to know myself without this sport. Who am I? I'm like figuring that out for the very first time in my life. I love I that. Was, I was saying that on a, actually on another podcast this morning. I was, I haven't done podcasts in like four years and I got two in one day. <laughs> this is my like second one ever. Uh, so don't feel bad. Oh, good. Oh, good. But I, I was saying like from the age of 10 years old, I had this narrow vision of becoming who I am now. And before I was 10, from the time I was born, you don't know who you are. You, you know, okay, I'm Brett, I, well, these are my parents, this is like my life, this is the world that I perceive it. And then all of a sudden you go down this 20 year journey of being this person and, and, and then all of a sudden taking those blinders off is like pretty ugly. It's, it's really ugly, or it was for me anyways, like getting comfy with who I was because I didn't even know who I was I was like trying to detach from competition and like winning and detach from success being winning um, to just trying to find everyday happiness has been the hardest thing I've ever done in my life not training for contests not starting a company not building a house it's literally getting to know myself has been hard. What, what makes you happy? Um, well, I'm still, I'm still, uh, learning, but I also don't want a specific thing to make me happy. I want to be able to just literally smile and be happy. And I'm learning how to do that. And it's, it's taking, um, it's taking a lot of time. Like I've, I've had to take on, um, a lot of, like I've had a lot of help, like professional help from therapists. And um, I've done some psychedelic therapies and uh, meditation. I've learned, I've learned meditation and I really just am trying to just check in with myself very regularly. You're you're speaking my language, dude. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. I'm I'm on that program too, man. I I do the psychedelics. I microdose. I do the cold plunge. I'm meditating. Like I'm always trying to heal. And it's like, we're not just trying to heal the injuries. We're we're trying to heal this, right? 
which is so constant, important and it's constantly. hard. It's a, it's a, it's a battle. Do you think by you re like re retiring, you kind of have more time yourself and you're kind of realizing like what's kind of important now in life and yeah, I, I am. I mean, I just realizing like that being, oh yeah, we're going deep real quick, <laughs> but, but I love it. This is the only thing I actually like, haven't been able to have conversations with people much if they're just surface level conversations, like how's the weather? How, Cause this is all right in mind. Like the deepest stuff is right in front of me. Um, but, um, and I've lost the question that you asked me. Sorry. I was just asking, like, you're saying you're like, you're figuring out who Brad reader is now after, yeah. Yeah. after the competitive side of things that you were basically doing your whole life like now you're retired and i was asking like since you know you have more time to figure out brett are you realizing like oh these are the things i need to work on um yeah for sure um and that's why i stopped competing that was my main reason not to be competitive because i think i was competitive for the wrong reasons like i mean I, and i i still try to ask the question right from the very beginning why did you do it um purpose is an easy one uh, everyone needs a purpose. Mm -hmm. um, I, f I feel like it was my purpose, but you also want to win. Like you want to, and, and was it that like, it was it that I got bullied as a kid or was it that I felt not good enough in some ways and I finally felt success in this sport and I just went all in to prove to not just myself, but everyone that I am good enough. Maybe that was it. And was that a good enough reason? I think, I think it is. If you get to this point where you can reflect on it, I don't know. Love that. And one thing I don't think a lot of people know is that you didn't, you didn't just jump on the scene and was like the baddest dude to do it. Like, no. I remember, I remember like <laughs> no, hanging out with while. you, like at ranch style in Colorado when <sighs> you were on a Norco yeah. and like you were on the come up, you had all the tricks, but you just weren't lining it up. And then all of a sudden something just like, yeah, clicked. It, it, it was, it was like a lot of practice, uh, a lot of, um, feeling, uh, well, a lot of trying and crashing and like for, uh, five years of just like st starting from nobody and not being good at it to building the scale, getting eventually good enough. And at that time was sort of like when you were probably tapering off mm -hmm, and that was when I just started doing good. It, That's so interesting. I, I never even thought about I, that, I, that you kind of left as, as, but then, but you're still competing in Rampage, though. Yeah, so, like, my slope game was dying off. Right when your slope game was about to, like, blow up. Right. And right when you got off the of Norco, yeah. you signed the track. Yeah, everything changed. Yeah, you had that <laughs> yellow bike, right? Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, whoa. I remember that dude at Ranch Style, like, wasn't that much of a threat. And now, like, this guy's on the podium. Like, For sure. Something just clicked. And, uh it just eventually worked. You had all the tricks. You just weren't putting them together in a run or what? Um, I, yeah, I think it just, it, just like learning everything, it takes time. And one day you become good so, if you uh, put enough work into it. Um, but uh, I, I mean, I'm, I'm sort of curious, why, why did you stop competing in slope style? to turn it about, I know I'm a guest on no, the no, podcast, I, I, but I I'm, I'm like genuinely no, this interested. Cool. No, this, um, cause you were like the kid, you were the guy. Like I remember watching new world disorders when I didn't even, couldn't even dream of being like before my dream of being a slopes, like a professional athlete, I was watching DVDs, uh, where you were, one of my favorite athletes to watch like your segments were always the heaviest segments and you're always pushing the bar and you're always inspiring me and all my friends that were watching to go out and learn tricks like i guarantee the reason i built like my first foam pit when i was 13 or did my first backflip was literally because of your run at crankworks 
or your neural disorder segment. So I got the what, chills, man. I got, what, look at, oh, I got the I chills. See them, I see them. He's Zoom got the, up. He's got the chills. <laughs> I mean, but but I'm um yeah I'm, I mean because I don't get this conversation very often. There's not many people like us. Yeah. Um. Hey, I'm gonna be honest with you. I've been uh, I've been competing since I was six years old, right? BMX racing. Oh, I didn't know. So that. I. I was uh, very competitive at a very young age. From six years old until 14, I was racing BMX every weekend. Was I that like, that was like, uh, was it like self-driven or parents wanted you to do that? My mom. Do that? Yeah. yeah, my mom had a big impact in my uh, BMX racing career. She would take me to all the races. I would have to go and win, chase the points, make sure I was Gold Cup champion, NAG champion. I had a lot of pressure at age six, dude. You're born and, as an athlete. And when I didn't do well, I kind of got punished. And uh, it was like, it it wasn't fun. Like when, you, when, you're, when you're not on the podium, when you're not doing well, it's not fun. And my BMX racing career pretty much ended that way because uh, it, it, I mean, you know, I'm, 13 14 years old my mom's yelling at me i'm not doing well my parents got a divorce it, it was a mess mm-hmm. and then you know i jumped on jumped into a mountain biking when i was 16 borrowed zinc's bike and uh that's the same age i was when i first started to started started that whole next chapter in mountain biking and i brought that whole competitive side of things that i was doing in bmx into mountain biking and it was like a fresh start. I was winning, 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 winning. And then I wasn't winning and I was getting hurt and then I couldn't keep up with you guys. And I'm like, this is not fun anymore. No, this is, I can't, I can't hang with you guys. I can't, I got the phone pits. I was learning the tricks, but I was crashing. I was getting hurt. I just could never keep up with the progression of slope style. So I was like, you know what, this is not fun anymore. And I'm out. Do you think that that was maybe part of like reaching your goal did you ever get to a point where you reached your goal and figured what is next or like oh this is what that goal feels like now what i don't know it's so weird like in the early like like what about what like when you won uh joyride uh, clearly two times i'm thinking about the one where you did the where you borrowed the bike yeah yeah, bar, borrowing Zink's bike in 2004. Yeah. yeah. You know what? It's, it's been 19 years. <laughs> this what? weekend's 19 years since I won <laughs> the first love style down here. Crazy. <laughs> um, I mean, that was like a, I had no idea, dude. That was my first event. Zink didn't tell me too much about the van. I rolled up with a hardtail single brake, blown out shocks. And, so uh, insane. I had no idea. I had no idea. Did I think it was going to be that? huge of an impact in the sport of slope style no and then after and then year two when i won that's when i did you did you win it the next year i did back to back crazy but that was so much pressure because i had kona yeah i had all the big big paying sponsors at the time and i was like oh damn if i if i don't do well i'm gonna get dropped because it was all a one-year deal I was the worst. Dude, I had so much pressure. I was like, okay, I need to go and just like Mm -hmm. do me. And I ended up winning. Yeah. And then that's when I was like, oh, I'm here to stay. But then like when you're on that level, you feel like it's going to be like that forever. Yeah, I I totally agree. It's so weird. Like you're just like, well, why would I stop doing this? I'm winning. I'm I'm making good money. Um, This is awesome. I'm traveling the world. And then it starts to get a bit dry. Dry, and then you guys come up, and everyone's seeing what you're doing, and then they're adding another bar spin, and next thing you know, you're playing catch-up, and you're like, whoa, just a couple years ago, I was on top of the sport, and now I'm playing catch-up. I know. It's not fun when you're in that position. It is crazy, and it's not like you didn't have the skill to keep your level up. It's just as you get older and more, like you have more stuff going on. I was burnt out. Yeah. I was so burnt out. I mean, the courses started becoming the same thing, really repetitive. I felt like it was like I was racing like ABA again, yeah. BMX, like going to the track, same little rollers. Like I felt like that's where a slope style was for me when I kind of pulled back. Mm. And uh, yeah, like I said, I wasn't winning. I wasn't doing well. And I was like, this is not fun anymore. I'm out. Mm-hmm. So that's that's the reason why I quit slope style. 
And then I found a new love in mountain biking and that was big mountain riding. That's yeah. when I got the downhill bike and started uh, figuring out that. Yeah, I remember. And I remember of, being like, whoa. And a lot crazy. of people can do that. Um, and you're a badass because not only did you win the Crankworx Slip Style, you also won the Rebel Rampage, mm -hmm. which is two complete yeah. different bikes. <laughs> And then you're, <laughs> and then you're a very savage because you win last year's rampage and be like, I'm out. See you guys. <laughs> it's like, what? No, Brett. <laughs> what do you mean? You're done. We want, uh, we want to see more Brett Raider, but you know what? I get it. <laughs> you're in a good position in life. And the fact that you're able to like make that decision on your own is rad. Cause a lot of people can't do that. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard for sure. Like, but uh, it felt necessary. I felt like I, and the reason I asked you about maybe you reached your goals is because I think I started to get burnt out in slope style after I won Joyride. Cause at that point I'd kind of, or not joy. Yeah. I'd kind of Joyride. I remember standing on the podium being like, woo. Yeah. <laughs> you weren't psyched. This is like all the other ones. Yeah. You know, but but it's a big deal, mm -hmm. but it's at the end of the day, it's the same thing you do your run. It's a slope style course. Uh, and I'd come second so many times and crashed so many times hitting Whistler. So when I won it, I was almost like, all right, I finally did it, but it wasn't like anything special. And, and it was totally special. Don't get me wrong. Um, one of the most important days of my life, but was so accustomed to winning slope style contest by then and I had never won that one and maybe I was a bit jaded that mm -hmm. I had never won it that when I did I was like all right finally what's next and I was like whoa you're like standing on top of the mountain looking around trying to figure out like what <laughs> that next mountain's pretty far away uh and I gotta go down yeah to get up uh so I think I started losing a bit of a little bit of um, a little bit of gas then. And, and it was after, uh, I, I, there was only one crankworks that I didn't win, which was in Innsbruck. And I won it in 20, uh, nine, 19 was my last year. And after that, I was just like, I remember sitting there waiting for wind. The wind was howling. There's 5,000 people on the hill waiting for us to drop. I was the rider representative. And I remember, just being like, this is the last year I'm doing this. I'm not coming back. I can't do this anymore. It's too hard. And, and, um, and maybe, yeah, for slope style, it was then where I was just like, this isn't, this isn't good. Rampage when I won though, the first time that was the most, um, emotional and the most like, happy i i don't even have words for it i i tried so hard as a young kid from the east coast to be comfortable in utah on my downhill bike and i i worked my way up the ranks so slowly i i almost walked off the mountain the very first day that i got there in 2012 because i thought everyone was gonna die <laughs> including myself and, and from there, I just, I stuck with it and I persevered a little bit more each day. And I, I just, I was nice to myself. Like, it's okay. Just, just don't go home just yet. Uh, and, and then I got my first rampage under my belt and I took the easiest line down, literally took the ridge the whole way. Mm -hmm. And from there, every year it got a little bit, I got a little better on my downhill bike, a little more comfy and my results got a bit better a bit better and then 2018 it was finally the first year that we had a new zone that that we'd never done another rampage for me like that was my first time going to a zone that nobody had touched and i was at that point i was like okay are you good on your downhill bike yes you're good can you push it yeah i think you can push it um are you ready to do that I think I'm ready to do it. And so when Todd took all the riders up the venue in 2018, they all, he said, okay, we're going to start on the riders, right? 
or sorry, the riders left and they all walked up. And so Jordy Lunn and Bass and I, we went left, uh, sorry, I'm lookers left mm-hmm. up the steep. There's like a whole bunch of big cliffs and stuff. And we scouted this line that was like, it was, it had potential. There was a huge, there was a bunch of massive hits that I, I think no one wanted to put the time into building. And luckily my team was like amazing that, that year. And yeah, we were just on another level and I just, I pushed my limit and I expected to be on the podium and I ended up winning on the first run. And that was, and the respect and the love that I got from the industry was overwhelming. It was like, I wasn't just the slope style kid anymore. I meant business. Like I'm a well-rounded mountain biker and I've just proven it. And it was, so anyways, it was like heartfelt. And was um, that the last like check mark that you wanted to do in the competitive side of things? I didn't even expect it, which is why it was so, yeah, I didn't, I didn't expect to win. I, I thought, okay, can I, can I get on the podium? Cause I'd had like a few fifth places. Right. Like, I think I can get on the podium. I'm not, I'm not lying to you when I say this. I actually knew that you were going to either get first or second that year. <laughs> really? And I'm going to tell you why. Okay. Because you showed up in a single crown fork. <laughs> and I was like, good, because now you're able to do the T-whips, the bar spins. This you, is 2022 last year. Right. Yeah. Because you won it once. Yeah, before that, and then 2022. You was, won it twice. Yeah. Yeah. This guy is the go. So, so the, <laughs> I'm thinking last year, dude. No, no, there's there was a twenty. So in 2018, dude, you won so many fucking last events. year. Last you won year, so I, had, I I know. So, and I I don't. First of all, I don't expect <laughs> you to know this stuff. No. And I don't expect anyone else that watches this to know this stuff. This is really like my business. And there's so many athletes and so many amazing athletes and so many events. And I don't I don't expect this. But what I was referencing was my win in 2018 okay i i was so you won on a dual crown and a single crown i did i I won Mm -hmm. uh, so 2018 was the year where i pushed my limit 2019 i went back and got second and i didn't i don't think i had a good enough reason to go back i was like all right i'm back what happened with you from that first win yeah to last year's win okay yeah that's what that's what's going on with me right now. I'm not gonna lie because <laughs> sure. 2020 was a tough year for you. You broke your femur. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. And exactly. then the following year, you damaged your knee. Yeah, and you couldn't compete. Yeah, there is at Rampage. So you you were off the bike for two years. Yeah, and then and then yeah, and then I I switched my bike up. Yeah, you got a new built. I you we built a good one. We built a good one, which was sick. Couldn't have done it without that bike. And I hold on let's and before you started like jumping into like last year's rampage win like okay two years off the bike dude yeah how was, how how did you even like i handle that mentally i changed so much through those two years like i'm not the same person not even one percent the only thing that is the same is the mem- muscle memory that i have with a bike um I look different. I act different. I smile different. I, well, I, I, I would say I don't act anymore. I, I'm a more pure version of myself and it, it came at the cost of going through some shit really. Yeah. Um, I like COVID really messed with me a lot. I wasn't able to travel as soon as a lot of other people were. And at that time I was extremely burnt out. Like when, when you uh, walked away from slope style competition, didn't want to touch a bike. Um, and that's so hard when you have all these, all these amazing opportunities, like you've created this amazing path for yourself that you almost don't want to walk down. Mm -hmm. And, and if you aren't going to do that, then what are you going to do? Are you going to, uh, try to be a musician or go flip hamburgers at McDonald's? Like, what are you going to, are you going to pick up a camera and learn how to be a photographer? It's really, it's a dark, it's a dark place to be. Um, and, and I just want to say when I, 
2021 was was I would say that was actually the hardest. 2020 was a bit of a relief when COVID hit. I was like, whew, everything shut down. Perfect. Right. I don't have to go to these contests mm-hmm. anymore. Um, I also had a knee injury that winter before my femur. Oh. So I had this knee injury and then COVID hit and I was just like, all right, I'm like, I don't even need to worry anymore. And then from there, 2020, uh, and then when I, when I got my knee fixed, I started training to get back to competition in 2021 and the universe was saying no. And I broke my femur the first week of training, like getting back to being a slope style athlete. They're like, no, you got more work to do. I remember that day very clearly. <laughs> oh, really? Because I was trying to sign you. Oh, yeah. You remember those days? Oh, yes, I do remember. We don't have to days. talk about the brand, but I remember <laughs> yeah. that, and I was like, "No." I I actually sent you a text. I just looked at it. I'm like, "Damn." I, I remember so that, that. That offer still on the table at for the time. For sure, for sure. And but, but it was it was dude. 2021 where sh- like shit really got real. I think um, that was when I taught myself. I don't know. I just took the blinders off. Like my blinders have been on winning slope style competitions. And then all of a sudden I'm like, okay, well what actually, what is this world that we live in? And Oh, okay. There's like this climate change thing. So I'm like teaching myself about climate change, which is, it's straight up depressing, but everyone needs to know. And it's like, I was feeling like, like, uh, the people that, run the world aren't maybe doing the best job and feeling like okay how can i help or like what can i do and you know getting shut down on social media for standing for things and then the vaccine came into place and then um i got held back by that and i wasn't able to get my career back on track i had to stay in canada when the whole world got back to everything and i wasn't allowed to get on an airplane and see my family and um it's and 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 i wasn't allowed to talk about it and i it was a really that really messed me up and it really made me take a different perspective on the world what do you mean you weren't able to talk about it well if you felt strong about uh covid or vaccine then um you got shut down like the media labeled you as the bad guy if you wanted to question it at all um you're the bad guy and it's still a subject i don't i don't want to talk about i don't even want to talk about it right now but 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 you're asking about my life and that was a big and that was a huge part of i would say me developing as a person um i was like i want to be naturally healthy i want to make sure that i know everything about what i do and so i it it just i it gave me a reason to learn a lot about what was going on and i paid the price for uh sticking to my word but I think I think those two injuries were the best thing that's probably ever happened to you because <laughs> you got to learn who Brad Reader was. Yeah, you got to heal physically, so. mentally, so. and then when the 2022 season came, you're like, "I'm good now. I'm feeling good." Yeah, I was. I, I was a little bit. I was still recovering from that. I would say, um, but yeah, I, I was like, my my reason to compete again in 2022 was to see if I could go back. It actually was to prepare for retirement in hopes to not win. What? <laughs> which, which <laughs> like I thought, I thought, okay, this is definitely my last year. And my goal is to be okay. A, it's not to care about winning. Mm-hmm. It's to go out and challenge yourself. Um, that's a good reason to go out and compete. Not prove anyone that you're better than them. Not for the paycheck, not for more sponsors, but if you can do it with good intentions to challenge yourself, then do it. And and to be okay with the final result. And so I I I was I was looking for I was honestly looking like I was not going to not do my best, but I was almost wishing for like 
an off the podium spot so that the walk away from Mm. competition would be easier would have been quiet it would have just been like all right okay like the writing is actually on the wall now it's my time to go away i mean (laughs) you have the perfect story dude to to end your career on the top at the most gnarliest event yeah it it couldn't it was a fairy tale ending for sure and it it blows me away and it gives me uh shivers and i think that i inspired a generation of people to be pretty hard on themselves through slope style and we went to rampage last year with amazing intentions and i i feel good that i maybe set set the record straight like that you don't need to be so hard on yourself and it doesn't mean if you don't care it doesn't mean you're less of an athlete or you're not going to do as good just means that you can lower this wall of self self self-doubt and um and just compete more freely have fun with it and have fun with it and so much pressure and appreciate it like but that's only that's like your own enemy right it's it's not so much like the brand's putting all this pressure it's yourself right it's not like commensal's like yo if you're not on the podium you're off for sure but but we think that as athletes we put it in your head yeah i know and and it's yeah it stems from that early age Mm -hmm. you like needing to win from like pretty much out the womb you know what inspired you to rock a single crown for 2022 because when you rolled up i was like this is the story i was going (laughs) this is what i wanted to say because uh i was like looking at the field i'm like okay so i'm not gonna do on a single crown okay i get that Ooh, reader yes that makes sense i'm like this is gonna be a good year for (laughs) me okay i want to i want to just say for the record that um first of all my first rampage was on a single crown same where i did a bar spin did you go on a single crown yeah it's just the bike moves better and and i should have stuck with it but instead i tried to form to the way that everyone did it so i i went back to a dual crown and spent so many years struggling um trying to rotate the bike in cork sevens and under rotating and just really making the job harder but i just want to say for the record that 2021 my bike was built with a single crown as well but then i got a knee injury you couldn't compete so i was planning to go with a single crown i knew uh not because i heard that seminuk was riding the single crown I, I actually i knew nothing about that i thought that why am i limiting my progression at this event just because everyone rides their bike this way i was like this is not how i've built anything in my life and so i thought screw it like i'm for sure gonna bring a single crown i'm gonna do a truck driver i'm gonna do a tail whip or a flip whip um let's go but then uh, i crashed and I'm, I I'm, I'm a fan I'm a, I'm a fan of the single crowns at rampage i think it's the future <laughs> and i mean look me too there was two single crown forks on the podium last year i think like for the future there's no way that dual crown forks are going to be there like there's just no we like we proved it the, the like 180 mils or 190 mils of travel is good enough and we're able to build there's water on the mountain we have amazing dig crews like we've progressed and now we can make it happen do you think another dual crown fork ever wins rampage again <laughs> i don't want to be the guy that is wrong here but i i don't think that there's a good chance that another dual crown fork wins rampage i think that every rider a all those riders can do more tricks on their bikes they all have the ability to do it but they don't because they think that they need a downhill bike because that's what has traditionally been done and if i was in the field and if i was competing and i saw last year's podium 
I would be like, okay, I'm going to get a single crown and I'm going to learn tail whips. <laughs> I, I hope so. And, and Seriously. Yeah, and, and I um, I made sure to suggest to all the athletes to get one. I wasn't going to be the guy like that, oh, yeah, like not say anything because I know how good it is. I, I said you guys need to get a single crown. Like you're going to be able to do more things. Yeah, I think Rampage, if it's <laughs> going to continue to stay in that location – you, you're gonna have to be on a single crown because like that event now is a, a big mountain slope style event it is like if they want to keep it a true big mountain event they're gonna have to lo- move locations i actually yeah i i i almost want to challenge you on that just because of a bunch of comments that i got on my run um god people are such shitty people in this world yeah like i, I um I was so proud of my run and like I really did the best run that I've ever done at Rampage. Single crown or not, dual crown or not, 27.5 wheel, 26 wheel or not, that was my best run that I've ever done and yet people labeled it as a slope style run. But those features are so big, they're not slope style features and that bike is not a slope style bike not even close no we we are not making things smaller things are getting bigger and the feet like nothing has changed with the features it's still rampage God, to hear that people are like man, talking don't, about don't, that. Don't sweat it, man. I think you're putting building. too much pressure on yourself, right? Like I, you won. I, I don't you, care like, anymore. Not only did you win it once, you've won it twice. Yeah, I'm learning <laughs> new stuff about you. <laughs> um, yeah, like I wouldn't even like sweat it, man, because you and Semenuk have changed the game on what's like potential, what we can do out there on a single crown. Like, yeah, the, the single crown forks and you, and. Me and Tommy G uh, in the early days and everyone that's ridden Rampage. We just, it sucks that you got to win it to make a point. <laughs> and you did. Both of <laughs> you guys did. I mean, I think, actually, I'm curious. And I'm sure a lot of people out there want to know about this as well. Did you and Semnuck actually have beef? Like, was that like a true beef that you guys actually had? Um. I I don't, I wouldn't, I don't know if I'd call it a beef. Um, We're just competitors. We've been competitors, like, um, and yeah, like I I used to, like I looked up to you and Semenuk and lots of other riders and, and I think it's just, it's challenging when you're being challenged by a younger up and coming athlete. Like it happened to me too. I was Semenuk's challenge. Like he had, um, like him and Martin Soderstrom battled and then it was like me and Brandon and then it was, and then Brandon kind of like left and then it was me and Nikolai and then it was me and Emil. You've been through some battles. Yeah, I've been through some battles, which You've is... You've been through some battles. Yeah, like I <laughs> I know, I look at... I, but uh, it's so good for the sport. It is. Like when you and Samuelek were going back and forth, and I know the media was trying to hype it up, and they were trying to build that story between, like, you guys weren't, like, cool. But, yeah. like, it was, as a spectator, it was so fun to watch both of you guys do your thing. Yeah, for sure. I, and and so, so back to Samuelek and I... Um, We've had a competitive relationship and um, at like at times it's not been friendly, but but I have a lot of respect for the guy. And as I've evolved as a person and an athlete, um, like he was everything for me as all of his competitors were to him. And um, yeah, regardless of, of, of how it was perceived, um, it's all good. It did so much for the sport and it, it did. did so much for us. And um, You guys I, brought eyes to the sport. I, I have a lot of respect for that. Me too. And I was a fan of watching it. <laughs> and I know that like, and it I, was I nothing and I miss personal. It. I miss it. Now that I'm out of it, I, I look back and I I miss it. I, I, I wish I was 
st- I think we all wish uh, we're still living our heydays. Uh, we're, we are. We're living new days in our lives. But those uh, competitive days when we were young are ones to look back on for sure. Yeah. Um, looking back, I don't, I don't take it for granted. And every time I won and like was on the podium, I'm like, I always was like pretty stoked. Yeah. Like I just knew that eventually, especially kind of like in the mid of my career that things were going to stop. And, uh, looking back, like I'm so excited to go and uh, watch the new free red film on Friday. Cause yeah. it's the history of mountain biking and they're going to be sh- showcasing slope style back in the day, 2004, yeah, 2005, the early days. And it's going to be cool. It. Cause I'm going to be like, Oh my God, that yeah. was, Hey guys, that was me. <laughs> yeah, That was me. I used to be cool. That was me. <laughs> it's going to be fun. Uh, <laughs> um, I, w- I want to read this email oh, that no. was sent. October 22nd, 2015. Seven days after I sustained a spinal cord injury, I was paralyzed from the waist down, no movement, no sensation, in ICU, in a very, very dark spot in my life. Hey man, I know, hey man, I know you're probably getting slammed with emails at the moment. Just wanted to say you have been a huge inspiration and a role model for me growing up into the person I am now. Every neural disorder, I watched your segment and was always my favorite by far. And seeing you land the first flip flip, you did that trick and gave me a whole new level of motivation to learn new tricks. I never saw the crash in Utah, but I wasn't happy when I saw that heli come in too, picking you up. Times, times might be rough right now, but I know that that will get better for you. You're a tough dude, and I know you'll get through this injury and be back in no time. Just wanted to send my support. <clears throat> I'll let you know how much this inspires me. I look up to you. You're a good man. Brett Reader. I got shippers. Dude, oh, man. you're a good person, man. <laughs> that helped me a lot. <laughs> I got a lot of love for you, Paul. Dude, I have a lot of love for you, man. And, uh that right there i was like i'm a fucking bread reader fan wow because uh little it's messages been, like that it's been so long like yeah i i like i forgot about that email dude it's it's, it's right here <laughs> i'm reading it wow yeah. so oh, uh man. like and things did get better for you it did it did but like i mean were you your parents like raised you really well huh like I, 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 um, yeah, I had a lot of support. I had my, so my, both of my parents were, fuck, I love you, Paul. That's, (laughs) that's me. And, and that's, that's true. I do. I remember sending that. I remember being like, he needs to hear like from his true fans. He's got to hear this right now. This is, and it's been the biggest fear of mine, um, to lose control of my legs or to sustain a spinal injury has been uh, like really scary for me. Cause I, I did break my back in 2013. I compressed some vertebrae. There was nothing unstable. It was all, it was all good. But um, like to the point that I haven't even watched your film strategically. You have yet to watch it? I have never watched your film no way. on purpose. Whoa. Because yeah. I, I, I respect I just, that. I don't, I don't want to, there's going to be a time and there's going to be a place for it. And I've heard how amazing it is and how emotional it is. And that is something that I'm saving. <laughs> That's savage. I respect that. Man. I thought you, I, I thought you've seen the film. I haven't but, seen the film. Dude, I, I respect that and I totally get it because it is a heavy and you're film. And gonna, you're going to get a text when I do watch it for Please. sure. Yeah. I, what, <laughs> like even, even though I forget that I said that, like my natural instinct is going to be, um, wow, I need to let you know about this. But um, my parents. my parents were both sort of adopted. Like my mom, uh, my mom was adopted and... Uh, grew up with uh, a different family, and and my my dad uh, ended up living with two families growing up as well, um, sort of going back and forth um, after losing his mom when he was really young. And my mom didn't have a great relationship with 
um, her her mother that raised her, not her birth mom, but her the the mother that raised her. And so I think they both had a pretty rough upbringing, and they didn't have that love and or guidance from their parents. And so my brothers and I have two younger brothers, and I think we've just been we've been blessed by amazing parents and like we really have been taught to be good people and have good intentions and um and i'm so thankful for that and i like yeah i love i love them to death um and they've always been supportive but they've really always taught us to take care of people and to be good people and uh yeah because everyone needs help I see that, and for you to write me that message, and I was like, man, this dude, this dude was, uh, this dude brought was brought up well. Thank I know you. we got, I know we have a champs dinner tonight. Emil's yep. gonna get his ring, uh, so I'm gonna wrap this uh, podcast up, <laughs> and I always end it with this question: Brett Reader, who's the top five best free riders to ever do it? Wow. Um, oh, wow. <laughs> oh, I don't like answering questions like these because there's so many of them. Um, who's the top five free riders, best free riders of all time? And we can say slope style. We can say big mountain. Just yeah. like top five and Brett readers for for my for for me. Um, well, you're definitely in it. Um, Seminux definitely in it. I hope this doesn't make your podcast boring. Um, Claw is is definitely Claw's in it. Zinc's in it. Uh, I want to even say Aggie's in it. That's odd uh, right there. I, but I can keep I going know, for sure. I know. It's such a tough question. It's, tough, it, it's I, a tough I, one. I want to keep going. And if there's other athletes that are listening to this uh, who think they are in the my top five, you, you probably are. <laughs> we love you, man. And uh, Brett, keep being you. You've done so much for the sport of mountain biking. We are very blessed to have you a part of this bitch in sport thank you for everything that you've done for the sport for myself and uh let's go to this dinner oh thank you so much paul thanks for the surprise podcast i didn't know that i was being on a podcast (laughs) i love this (laughs) but thanks for the conversation and it was great chatting with you let's do it again heck yeah good seeing you buddy (laughs) that's a wrap oh man